FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sean Lee. I'm Monica. And Monica is our new co-host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So what you listened in on as we came on was Monica wanted to put it in her mouth. (laughs) Happens all the time. Nice. You're going to be really popular all of a sudden. So you are new to the Two Wild Orchids this season. Welcome. We're glad you're here. So how did you find us? How did you get here? Oh my gosh. So a friend of mine who I've been friends with for a long time, who's in the community, he ended up kind of putting me in touch with you and... We met. It was magic, you guys. <laughs> I'll just tell you, some random guy emailed me <laughs> and said, hey, what are you looking for? And I told him, and he said, I've got someone for you. And then he said a bunch of other stuff that I didn't read because I read the first line, said, I've got someone for you. And then he included your information. <laughs> right. And that was, and then we had lunch. Right. And I got an email from him saying, hey, are you interested in this podcast? Because this is what she's looking for. And then I said, oh my God, that's so me. That was so nice of him to ask you first. It was. He's a very thoughtful guy. <laughs> he is a very thoughtful guy. After I spent some time with him yesterday, and so when Monica and I had lunch, she said, how long have you known him? I said, I've never met him. <laughs> but that was nice. So I feel like it was magic you got here. Yes. Okay. okay. So who are you? Who am I? We want I? to know, inquiring minds. Well, I am an artist, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. That's my first thing. And then mm-hmm. I have a small hobby farm and a small hobby farm. Hobby farm. I've never heard that expression. Yeah. It's not, it's not a fun it's donkeys, y'all. I don't eat off the land per se, but I have fun with it. We, we ate a lemon and a lime in the last two days off of your <laughs> land. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Though. You were manifesting more than it was my farm. I did. I needed a lemon and I needed a lime and both were available. That's so true. It is so true. We have our mascot dog here, which I want you to know, Smash, my French was like so upset. He's like, you're going to be with them. I know there's a dog there. I could smell her. And so I was like, next time Smash, I'll take you. you It'll be fine. I was cheating. Yeah. Yes. It's not okay. Not Okay, not okay. So Juniper Berry Sun Sunshine. Yeah, that's that's our mascot for the day. And she's she's finally settled down. Okay, so you're an artist and you want to talk about sex? Yeah. I love talking about sex. So are you married? I am not married, never been married. She's single, you guys. And she's hot. And she's tall and she's gorgeous. You're welcome. So never married, no kids. Just you and your hobby farm. Yeah. And now, do you like boys? I love boys. Do you like girls? I don't know. Yes, I mean, I love girls. I mean, what's there not to love about women? Right. Do you like girls, like naked girls, sexy girls? I would say that is still a question mark. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Like I said, it was, I was Mm 40-ish, and Jason kept saying, you like girls. I was like, no, I don't. He's like, you know, babe, your body says yes. Your head says no, but the rest of you says yes. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was firmly in denial for 40 plus years. Oh, wow. And then I decided, okay, fine. Let's just, let's just try it. Let's just see what fucking happens. Right. And because I had this thing about girls that they get gushy gushy. Okay. That's what I called it. Right. Because right? we know what goes on down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's what makes us a little trepidatious about going there. Don't you think? I would say anything new, right? So even though I understand my body really well, but I think the thought of exploring that area is just so foreign to me with someone else. Also, women can be tricky. You know, we're also, men are so easy. Yes. You know, you 
Stick a dick in their mouth. Stick a dick in their mouth. <laughs> in their mouth. And then they're done. We know how I like to put things in my mouth. <laughs> so I'm like tailor-made for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and every woman's different. And, you know, I know I've had my, you know, difficulties here and there. So, you know, I think you worry, am I going to be able to do this? I, I know I was terrified. Yeah. I really was. Right. I mean, like, I was fortunate that... The girl who taught me yes. to like, she was so gentle with me. So how did you breach? How did you cross that bridge? So, so she's 99. Well, I think actually she's lowered her percentages. So she's probably, let's say she's 80% lesbian now. She used to be 99.9% lesbian, but then she figured out that she really likes Jason. And so she's 80% lesbian now. So, <laughs> but we started a relationship. So we're poly. Jason and I are poly. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. And I would love it if you would get into a little bit more of that. Cause I really have a very vague understanding of what that is, you know, okay. and how it works Perfect. and how y'all do that. It's, it's scary as hell. <laughs> because we were lifestyle first. And that is. That, so that's swinging lifestyle. Okay. And everyone who's listened to the show, we're going to cut Monica some slack. Like, okay. I don't think she's memorized them or listened to them even. Have you listened to any of the shows? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Oh, so you didn't just come up blind. <laughs> no. Nice. I <laughs> nice. did a little homework. Okay, good. She's like, do I want to be on this show? Okay, fine. <laughs> no, we were lifestyle first. We were swinging lifestyle because I didn't know there was anything different. Okay. My parents were swingers and I never saw anything, to be very clear. Parents, if you are swingers, your children know. If you are poly, your children know. If you are gay, your children know. I know you don't think they know. They know. They don't have to see anything to know. I knew from a very young age my parents were different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because they paid more attention to the coupledom than most parents do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, what were your parents like? Were they were they swingers too? No. Well, <laughs> or I don't think I would. No, I don't think they were. I don't, I remember finding sneaking into their bedroom when I was a kid and finding their joy of sex book. My, My parents, parents had that book. <laughs> I wish I had it now. It was really interesting you know, with all the illustrations. Yes, it had all the pictures. Yeah, I remember and that I remember book. being like, "Oh my god!" You know, you don't think of your parents as doing that stuff sexual creatures how they were very private about it you know we didn't we never walked in on them or you know heard anything you know so i don't know we didn't really think about it all that much oh Oh my my god God. no so (laughs) 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 oh yeah totally now did your parents kiss in front of you and make out and that kind of stuff no No. oh man mine did no they were very affectionate my dad is very affectionate and they they had a very affectionate relationship but no there wasn't a lot of sexual contact so what do you think they would say if they knew you were doing a sex podcast i don't think they would care my mom is so cool they've learned i think over the years to just go with the flow with me because you know they have to so I, I think they would just laugh. My mom would probably laugh. She's from the Bronx. She thinks everything's funny. Oh, oh my God. God. I love that. She's That's a top know. Is she? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. My dad is a sensitive one. My mom is like. Your dad's yeah. sensitive. Oh, yeah. So like, he's, he's, he's a crier. Yeah. My, <laughs> my mom is not. She's cried three times in my entire life. Oh, wow. Well, funny. <laughs> so was, no, neither one of my parents were criers. They were both kind of, they were both pretty tough. They were both pretty tough. But they were, um, they were, they met and married in a week. Oh my gosh. My dad and mom met and married in a week. She was engaged to another man. He was living with and had a child with another woman. And my mother sat in the middle of the street in New York City and said, marry me or I'll die here. She said, I don't want you to die wet. Get up, I'll marry you. (laughs) Seven days from the time they met. 
Wow. And they were married 41 years for that. actually have a much higher statistic. I, statistically speaking, I'm actually having a much higher percentage of marriage, you know, success. No, success. Oh, what, what do you mean? Yeah, so, uh, well, I'd have to actually look it up to make sure I'm not making this up, but the statistics show that the, the marriages that actually have the shortest amount of courtship actually survive the longest. Really? Yeah. I did and not know that. Longest courtship, right? The ones where you move in together and you've got these like 10 years. Oh, bad. No bueno. You know what? But that is a really common, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I won't ever let a boyfriend move in with me. Not the one that I want to marry. Yeah. So I didn't know that about the short courtship, but it's interesting. I would think it would be opposite though. And I think it's the longer, like, you know, two years, five years, seven years, like, you know, it it starts to go down as you stay together in a courtship rather than a marriage. Yeah. I think actually arranged marriages are the most successful. Is, is that, that because the kids are afraid to get divorced? I don't know. It's possible. I really I, I, don't know. I mean, you wouldn't, if you're, if you're going to go to an arranged marriage, your parents already have a lot of control. Yeah. And so the odds of you divorce, that's what, so I wonder about that. Like I, I heard know. that about arranged marriages, but I was always curious. Yeah. So okay. anyway, so, so your parents. But anyway, they were crazy and they got married within a week and my parents were swingers. And so it didn't occur to me not to be. I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, it's so different from my childhood, right? And my upbringing. I think it's really neat. Like it was just one of those things. They were not monogamous. And so even though I never saw anything, I always, you just, you just know, like you just know your family, you know, even like the secrets nobody talks about. Everybody knows the secret, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same kind of thing. And so my kid knew that we were non-monogamous before I was prepared to tell him. And we never did anything in Oklahoma. And yet we were there in Oklahoma and he told on us to us. And he was <laughs> like, oh, you mean in love and not monogamous, mom and dad? I was like, Okay. Yes, wow. honey. That's what I mean. But having said all that, um, the lifestyle was hard for me because I used to be the most jealous person on the planet. That is so hard to imagine. Yeah. It's hard to imagine the girl I was, really. Because I was so convinced that if we were in the lifestyle, the irony is this. I brought Jason into the lifestyle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I introduced him to it. We went on our honeymoon to a swingers resort. Okay. So, wow. Really. And then... I, all of a sudden, and it was, it was years later in our marriage, all of a sudden I was crazy jealous. I mean, he couldn't look at a girl and I was ready to tear her head off. What do you think that was all about? It, it was, was about, about me and me. Okay. Really, that's all jealousy is, right? Mm-hmm. It's your relationship to you and how you feel about you. Mm. And when you, when you figure that out, it doesn't make it any more palatable. It just it makes it more... I mean, I guess you just understand it more. So you were feeling threatened. What, what was it? Well, I, just, I didn't even think that, like, I knew that Jason would never leave me. I was never worried that he would leave me, but I spent so much time hurting myself over it. It was like, I must not be enough. Uh-huh. I must not be thin enough, pretty enough, sexy enough, fun enough, erotic enough, whatever it was enough. So you really take to it? Like it was, it was. Jason took to lifestyle like a duck to water. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He was like, on our honeymoon. And he, we, we always teased about it. It was like, I took him to Disneyland. He was wanting to ride all the rides. Oh, okay. Wow, that would start to. Yeah, it gets in your head a little bit because. Women are so, we're trained to be competitive yeah. with each other. Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, from birth, there's that feeling of, well, if he likes her, he must not like me. And then at the same time, when you find yourself attracted to someone, and that was where it was really confusing for me, because I am a huge voyeur. I love to watch people have sex. Hmm. I think that's fucking hot. You'll have to talk to me about that. Why? Are you a voyeur? No. I, I don't think I would, I don't, why? Well, I, I guess I've never done it. So I can't say that I wouldn't like Are it. you an exhibitionist? No. Or a lawyer? 
So you don't don't like to watch people and you don't like to be seen doing it. I I can't really say because I've never really watched people have sex. I have watched maybe some scenes before. So tell the audience what you mean by that when you say you watched some scenes. I think you're better to tell. No, you threw it out there, mama. Look at look at it. So poor Monica doesn't know yet. You open your mouth on this show. It's all you, baby. What you got? What do you mean? How to define it? What do you mean by scenes? What what have you watched? I've watched someone tied up, being you know flogged or spanked. So you're saying you watched some BDSM scenes? Yes. Okay. So the BDSM community, if you're not familiar with it, and some of you are because you've listened to my kink show, they're more playful. I like to think about things in categories. Right? The BDSM world and the kink world, they're playing. They do a lot of playing that has sexual undertones, Mm -hmm. but not full tilt. Pounder, you know, bender over, fucker right. ass, you know, sex. Yes. Whereas the lifestyle is less about the playing and more about the fucking. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it's not an orgy. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Everyone's eyes wide shut. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So it's funny you would say that. Because cloaks. That's so funny because when Lauren was on the show, um, we actually had a discussion similar. I don't know if we ever released that episode or not, but she used the exact same yeah, eyes wide shut. I've never fucking seen that. I don't see it. Though, but I think most people that I've never seen the movie. Oh, so. God. <laughs> oh yeah, it's dark. Apparently, I need to see it because you and she both brought up the same kind of imagery. Yeah, lifestyle swinging sex parties. Okay, where everybody's you know fucking each other and all that kind of stuff. If there are a hundred lifestyle parties in a year, let's just lay this out. You got three, maybe where everybody fucks everybody at the party. Okay. I mean, really, the percentages are extraordinarily so the low. Are just hanging around, kind of. Most of the people, it, it's a it's a sexy atmosphere. Okay. And so there's lots of girl girl play. There's alcohol. There's always the party scene. So there's always somebody you know doing ecstasy or something like that. But for the most part, it's a lot of girl girl play. It's a lot of girls touching each other's boobies and kissing and flirting and flirting with other people's husbands, and it's okay. Hmm. So there was always this joke in the lifestyle that if you weren't looking, like Jason would be like, you know, why aren't you looking at my wife? You know, rather than like at a, at a, at a vanilla club where you're like, don't look at my wife. Jason's like, why aren't you looking at my wife? So, you know, it's just, it's just different. It certainly adds spice to your own relationship. I'm sure. There's something about jealousy, hot jealousy. Like when you think about it, like your boyfriend is like, I don't care where you are. You're in a club and some girl is checking him out. You're like, bitch. And then you're like, who's going home with me? There's yeah, a, there's- I, I, I love that. I don't come from a jealous place. So I adore when I go out with my guy. And I like it actually when he goes off and does his own thing. And yeah. I can kind of watch from afar. Oh, you mean first with other girls? I don't mind that. So wait, when you say does his own thing, what do you mean by that? If we go to a bar together or a party and we separate, we're not mm-hmm. you know, attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. And I look over and he's, you know, entertaining and flirting with other women. Isn't that fucking hot? I think it's super hot. And I love super that. Hot. I know I'm going home with him. And it's even better if he like winks at me from across the bar. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's healthy. Okay, I'm having all this sexual energy right now. I love that because I'm a voyeur. So yeah, Jason across the bar talking to a girl. I mean, I don't need anybody to talk to me. I just want to just, just like, don't talk to me. I'm busy. It's <laughs> you know? an opportunity to do the same thing. Right. right. I don't know. I feel like it strokes your ego a little bit. You can kind yeah. of talk to other guys and know that you're in this safe space where he's not going to storm up and, mm-hmm. you know, puffed out and, you know, pick a fight with some guys. Yeah. Who wants to do that? So it's interesting because I think we were talking earlier and I was telling you, I'm working on a book called Bring Your A Game. Mm-hmm. 
because I've been on dates with vanilla and I don't speak vanilla. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's hard because they, they don't know how to behave. And I have a theory. I have a Shawnee theory. I have a okay. lot of theories. We'll get used to my theories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my Shawnee theory is why vanilla guys don't have as much game as lifestyle guys. It's because in a lifestyle situation, like you go to the trapeze here in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trapeze is the Mecca for swingers. Right. right? I, I've, never been, I've never been. Oh, I'll take you. The food <laughs> is fantastic. Fun <laughs> times. Are we going tonight? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, no, not tonight. But later this week. But uh, so, cause they're closed on Mondays. Um, so, <laughs> I think anyway, but it's like the food is fantastic. You walk in, it's like a regular nightclub, but if you go in the back room, then you go up to the lockers, you take off your clothes, you put on a towel, you can go in the back room and then it, it is an orgy. I mean, that's what the back room is for. It's a sex club. But if you are just there to go and be in the sexy atmosphere and have fun, it's great fun. Okay. So the difference though, I think is that when a lifestyle couple goes to the trap, for example, or any, you know, lifestyle club, the guys get the opportunity to hone their skills. Mm. So when you're thinking about like a regular nightclub, a guy walks in the club, he's like, oh, I got to hook up. I got to find a girl. You know, that, that, that whole energy of urgency. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lifestyle okay. guys don't have that. They've already got a chick they're going home with and they're pretty happy with her or they wouldn't be married to her showing up That's in a lifestyle club. So, so they get to be a little more suave. Yeah. They get to be a little cooler. They get to be a little more flirtatious than they would otherwise be huh. because there's not that urgency and uncertainty they know they're getting laid that night by somebody right okay all that sexual energy i would think you can you know channel that at home jason and i used to when we were in the lifestyle we would have the best sex after (laughs) one of us had been with somebody else yeah oh my and that was strip clubs i love going to strip clubs yes and and all of my girlfriends think i'm a lunatic you know but oh that's so fucking hot i love 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 to go i enjoy it and i love holding court you know because it's really it's men mm-hmm. you know there are not a lot of women that aren't on the stage right and you know the the sexual energy that's in the air is mm-hmm. just so thick and when you go with a boyfriend you and know you get, then you get to lap dance well, yeah and, that's and, and, and there's all this also you know there are a lot of rules there's can't really do this and that i mean you, you can bend the rules a little bit if you mm-hmm. go into a back room but can't like you can't take his penis out of his pants. I mean, it's not going to happen. Oh, well that happens at that strip. At, right. Yeah. So what I'm saying yeah. is like, you take that home, you know, by the time you get home, you're so ready. Yeah. Oh my God. You're just tearing each other's clothes off. Yeah. And so girls who take 20 minutes to orgasm are like there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only that were true. Oh, it is. It is. That first really, when you got that kind of, because it's exactly that there's so much, um, God, I, I, you hate to call it foreplay, but for the sake of the discussion, right. There's so much of that. Exactly, that sexual tension, that pulsating right. hotness. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to rip your clothes off tonight. Like, some, somebody's getting fucked tonight, and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what makes lifestyle guys a little bit more um, suave, if you will. Now, when new guys come in lifestyle, they're like vanillas on steroids. They're like, they want Jason, want to ride every ride, want to kiss every girl, want to touch everything. And I would be like, <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Get over here. Sit down. Be quiet. You know, but he would be like, but, but he's kissing the next girl. So, you know, it was one of those things that because he's such an affectionate person, mm-hmm. that every time he would kiss another girl, and another, I would go, uh, uh, remember me? I have lips. Oh, yeah. So how does that work? I mean, yeah. yeah. So there's cultures. Everything has a culture. You know, when you started out, when you went on your honey, did you have a, a set rules, you know, or boundaries? We had, or we had Encyclopedia Britannica. We had set, okay, as our set of rules. Okay. It was bigger than Wikipedia. Okay. You can't kiss her. You can't go down on her. There's a lot of can't, 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 can't. And? And 
what I've learned is that when you make a lot of rules, you end up with a lot of unhappiness. Oh, yeah. Because the rules violate each other. Oh, they, they're guaranteed to do that. Okay. And you are, and somebody's guaranteed to fuck up. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be clear. So the less rules you can have, the happier you end up being, but you have to be totally okay with who you are. Well, so, and I would think you'd also really have to be very secure in that relationship and have a really big, yes, there are a lot of trust to be lifestyle. Whether you're poly or whether you're your you're swinger lifestyle or whether you're whatever you're doing in that realm will shine a big fat spotlight on insecurities you did not know you had. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I didn't even know that I didn't think I was quote unquote enough until Jason kissed every girl in the club. And then I was like, what? You don't like my lips? <laughs> and I think, and the culture of the swinging lifestyle is, and you'll see this in all of the, um, so there's so many swinger sites, but I don't, and I'll be honest, I haven't been a swinger for a long time. So I don't know if people still use them or if they use Facebook now, but back before Facebook was really popular, they had SDC and SLS and some other lifestyle. It's like, and you'd go put up your profile and it's like, hi, I'm, I'm a swinger and my husband's a swinger and we're together and we never fight. We're like the best of friends oh. and we were perfect together and we, we'd want no drama and we don't bring any drama and we never have any problems. And we're, that's a bunch of bullshit. You've never been to a swing club? No. Oh my gosh. So we have a virgin, You're like a virgin. You're just this cute virgin. So when we take you to the club, you're going to have to come back on the show and tell everybody your experience of being at the club. Oh, let's do that. Okay. We can totally do that. I'd like to do that. Let's do that. That'll okay. be fun. That'll be fun. That would be really fun. Okay. So, um, so yeah, next week we'll talk about how Monica's swing club experience was. <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. I like that. Um, but anyway, so what I learned later is that what would happen is, and it, it would happen to Jason and I, but when we were in it, we thought we were the only ones doing it. So it's like, you get jealous. You don't say anything. You know, you, you know, cause you don't want to ruin the party. You don't want to upset anybody. You're trying to, and we as women are taught so much about making allowances for other people and, and even making allowance for allowances for other people's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And so you get home and maybe you go to sleep, maybe you have great sex. And the next day, one of you brings it up and then you're in a rip roaring fight over nothing, or you're in a fight that night over what somebody said or did. Mm. What a boner killer. It is. A boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Sahara Desert after that. <laughs> That's not the way you want to end your night. No. And so, and so you got to figure out that everybody feels that way. And that's the part of the lifestyle that made me crazy because I like to talk. So I you're mean, saying everybody feels jealous? You think about it. You've been, you've been jealous at some points. It's something. Oh, sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, we've all had our, I mean, I've had crazy moments. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I've gotten better as I've gotten older, you know, in handling that. But yeah, I mean, I, I've been. Right. Yeah. Well, jealousy. There's a reason they call it what, you know, crimes of passions and jealous rage and shit. Sure. You know, lifestylers aren't any different. They just don't talk about it, which made me batshit. And they didn't talk about it because it's part of the stigma of the lifestyle that you don't talk about it, that yeah. you have, that everything's okay. Exactly. We're good. The culture is because, so think about it from the perspective of, let's say I'll be the boy. Okay. You be the girl. Okay. Okay. And we go to the swing club. And we meet a couple and she gets jealous. Are you going to want to fuck him? No. Bingo. So when you're going to a sex party, if anybody quote unquote knows that you guys are having quote unquote problems, 
it, there's almost a, you almost get ostracized a little bit because you don't want to get caught up in their well, bullshit. Right, vibe is I could imagine that. Yeah, you don't want to get tangled up with that. Yeah, I remember Jason and I were at Hedonism in uh, Jamaica, and we hooked up with this. Okay, there there's very few times that there's a guy, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? <laughs> I, I like, I like. This has got to happen for me. And so we met this couple, and he's gorgeous. I still stay in touch with him today. Um, and she was very pretty, and he his cock was like the size of a baby's arm. Oh Lord, that's was, not, that's not my thing. I totally want to take a ride on that little merry-go-round. <laughs> I'm telling you, God bless you. We're on the bed, and the four of us are on the bed, and he and I are kissing and touching. And it was one of the very first times that I've ever been like, I don't dig foursomes. I love threesomes. Okay. I don't dig foursomes. Why? Because invariably there's another guy there that wants me to pay attention to him. And I'm busy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I want to watch what's going on. <laughs> I want to jump in. I want to jump in when I want to. I want to jump out when I want to. Okay. And he's over here with his dick trying to get it. I'm like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, exactly. So I don't like foursomes typically. Okay. But on this particular, because I was really attracted to this guy. And um we're on the bed, we're having a great time. And Jason and she are doing whatever they're doing. And it's like one of the first times in my experience that I don't care what Jason's doing. Jason can do Jason. You guys have a nice I'm having so much fun right fucking here. And the next thing I know, she starts to scream. And not like sexy, I'm coming screaming. Like she starts losing her shit. And she's like, why aren't you looking at me? Why aren't you touching me? Why aren't you doing this? Ah! Oh, no. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Oh. And poor Jason. Jason's been playing with her. And she loses her shit. And Jay and I stood up. We put on our clothes. And we said, you two need to work it out. Oh, yeah. And we left. Now, he and I ended up hooking up several times later. And, uh, you know, after we left just him. Just you and he. Just me and him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um because I was like, I was going for that. And they, by the way, ended up divorcing. Mm. And he's remarried to someone else who, every time I love to see him post on Facebook, so if he's listening, because he says things like, me and my beautiful wife, me and my beautiful bride, are doing this. <laughs> I, like, oh, I love that you found happiness. But mm. in any case, um, the lifestyle will shine big old fat fucking spotlight. Well, sure. Yeah. Who are you? Do you like you? Are you comfortable in your body? How do you feel about sex with other people? How do you feel about watching your partner have sex with other people? Does it turn you on? Does it turn you off? Does it freak you out? What if they do something that they don't do with you? Okay, so this was a big one and so dumb. Like I look back at my crazy fucking self. Here, okay. Jason would make expressions that I was convinced meant he liked her better. Oh, that's a like, story. Well, it's like he would like be touching her and he'd be like, like, make this face. And I was like, what the fuck is that face for? <laughs> I'm telling you, I was crazy. And then, then he didn't make those faces with you? At least not in my head. No, he, if he did, I don't know. But it's yeah. very different when you're having sex than when you're watching, watching sex, yeah. right? Because it's such a different perspective. Because when you're having sex, you have your eyes closed some of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So probably he made those fucking expressions. <laughs> But back then, I was convinced he didn't make them with me. So I was nuts. I mean, really just what off my rocket. Well, I would try really hard not to make a scene. Okay. Good girl. But, you know, it's funny because I have a friend, Sarah. She spoke at Exotica a couple weeks ago in Miami. And I was saying something about my crazy days. And she said, I don't remember that. And I said, remember when I was so jealous? Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> so I thought, oh, shit. I thought I hid that well. But apparently not so much. You have to, everyone feels it. Mm -hmm. And the guys feel it too, even though they say they don't. Right. All the boys we get together, it's a cultural lifestyle. She can do anything she wants. Right. I know. They always act so 
stoic. Yes. Yeah. And women, we, you know, it's more like allowed to cry and have a temper tantrum and lock ourselves in the bathroom. No, I'm like, not saying that I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a story with that? I'd like to hear about the temper tantrum locking yourself in the bathroom. I'll we'll save that one for another. No, no, no. <laughs> I, had, I, um, yeah, it's not a sexual, it wasn't actually an envious story. I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible when, I, when I'm a very sore loser. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and there was alcohol involved. And uh, yeah, I was losing and someone was cheating. It was like we were playing this game. It was like a card game and someone was cheating and bending the rules. And I was like that. And then we were losing as a result. And I just got so angry. And I, yeah, I literally acted like a child. How old were you? My God, old enough not to do that. <laughs> I was probably in my mid thirties, like wow. shameful, shameful. Yeah, totally started crying. Locked myself in the bathroom. Made a huge scene. Um, We've all done that. And then, of course, once you're in the bathroom and you're having the scene, then it's really difficult to come out because you know at this point now you feel like a real asshole. Yeah, total asshole. So I you know, just want to disappear. So I just stayed and in all there. All the girls come in and check on you. That was awful. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and you're trying to explain. And I mean, I'm sure there were underpinnings of other things in my relationship with this person. And that's why it ended up exploding the way it did. But oh, it was just humiliating. And <laughs> I, I think about it now and I cringe. Like my armpits get wet. <laughs> it's, not it's your armpits. Are you sure? Yes. No, this was not. <laughs> Oh, we can't write. Doesn't make it sexy at all. Today, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really stay away from card games. I know that I know my limitations. I'm very competitive. Okay, good. To, do you hear that, guys? So, <laughs> who needs orgasm first? Ready, set, go. <laughs> no, I think that if you're going to do the lifestyle, if you're going to do poly, if you're going to do sex, if you're going to do anything where you are with someone else other than your life partner, boyfriend, whatever it is you got to have your rules, right? And you got to have your deal breakers. I, I, deal, I hate the word deal breaker. So you have to have your, this is my limit. Do not do this. What can, can you, um, I'm trying to think of one because Jason and I used to, so our number one rule used to be, ironically, nobody falls in love. Oh God. How do you control that? That's a great question. I mean, that's, a, that's like, yeah, but that was our, that was our ridiculous rule. Okay. <laughs> Did it happen? Well, when I had a boyfriend for a year and a half, Yeah. So you had a boyfriend while... So yeah, during the time that Jay and I have been married, I've had two really, what I would consider serious boyfriends. So this is the part that's hard for me to wrap my head around. So maybe you can help me out because I don't... How are you in a relationship? Is he like your primary person? How do you balance? I mean, how do you... Well, back then it was, we were lifestylers. So it was really hard because I couldn't share with him that I'd fallen in love. No, and right. that was that was hard. That was the hardest part. So these two men were so they, they were at different points in our marriage, but one of them was a year and a half. And we look back on it now, and we're like, how the fuck did we not think I was going to fall in love? We were together a year and a half. So what does that look like? I mean, you you would spend time with Jason. Mm-hmm. I would and, spend time with Brad, and then you would say, hey, I'm going out with Brad tonight. Yes, and he would just have to be like, okay, bye, have a great time. He's always been really good about it. I really believe for a long time Jason had no jealousies at all. Although right. later we would fight about the socks being on the floor or something ridiculous, right? right? So yeah. as we look back on it, we kind of laugh now. Yeah. We're like, yeah, you were totally jealous. He's like, yeah, I was, but I didn't know. And so, right. you know, sometimes you don't know what you feel. You just know you don't feel good. Right. So Brad and I were, it was a fun relationship with us. And I would have loved to have explored it more emotionally with him. But 
I felt so torn. Like I was only supposed to have sex with Brad. I was not supposed to be falling in love with Brad. It was not supposed to be done. Now, did Brad have the same set of rules with his partner or with he solo? Brad didn't have a partner. And in that moment, in this moment of like total transparency, Brad didn't know Jason knew anything. Interesting. Yeah. So if Brad listens to this, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I I can explain. Call me. (laughs) But I was in love with him and and I couldn't be in love with him openly. And that was hard. Yes. And that was really hard. So how did you guys end it? Well, he moved to Texas and then it just kind of faded away. It was a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Fizzled, which is unfortunate because when he moved back to Oklahoma, I was like, yippee. But I was in a place where I knew that I didn't want to go down that road again because we both got hurt. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I moved here that I found Polly at all. Hmm. And Polly is, whereas lifestyles, let's not talk about our problems. Let's pretend everything is great. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, go out and have sex with as many people as we want to, which there's nothing wrong with any of that. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't a fit for me. Okay. And so where Jason, like I said, he took like that to a duck to water. He didn't have to get emotionally invested. He could have sex with girls. He could have a wife. He was safe. He could, you know, he loves that shit or loved it. I don't know where he's evolving. So we're going to see. But Polly is all about the relationship. And these people, they want to talk about their emotions all the time. Okay. It's like I found the people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. And they want to talk about being in love and they want, and they don't view love as a, um, as a finite resource. So are the general rules of, you know, how you go about being with other partners pretty much the same as lifestyle, but, or, but you talk about it more or are the rules a little bit different? Yes and no. And yes and no to both of your questions. Well, first of all, in lifestyle, the number one rule is no means no. Like you'll see that on every swing club site, no means no. And that's for the girls because boys can get stupid and aggressive when there's that much sexual energy in the room. Mm -hmm. But Beyond that, couples have to determine. So if you're going into the swinging lifestyle, I want to be clear. I don't hate it. It was fun. I'm glad I did it. I experienced a lot. I got to see and do things that a lot of people don't get to see and do. But if you're going to go into it, you have to know your boundaries. You have to know what your rules are. Mm -hmm. And so there's a difference between rules and boundaries and agreements. And we'd have to do another show completely on that. But at the end of the day, the rule is my husband doesn't kiss anyone on the lips. Now, this is not for me. I'm just giving an example. Okay. Okay. The rule is my husband kisses no one on the lips. So husband, if you kiss someone on the lips, you're going to have a fight. I mean, it's basic science here, guys. But what happens is there's undertones of expectations with rules. In other words, my husband doesn't kiss anyone on the lips, so let's pretend for the sake of discussion that's our rule, and then you find him kissing her chin. Hmm. Now you're freaking out, and he's like, I didn't kiss her lips. (laughs) (laughs) Technicalities and bullshit like that. So to that extent, the lifestyle is one of those places where it certainly ramps up your sex life. It keeps you very passionate. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who enter it later in their relationships. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that... Yeah. And then they kind of fizzled out of it as well. Yeah. It's one of the things it's like, it'll, and that's why Jay and I like going to the swing club because there's that sexual energy. And now, and even though that we don't swing anymore, it doesn't mean we don't like the energy and then go home and fuck each other's brains out. Right. Right. But Polly is about how do I emotionally like you? How do I feel about you emotionally? Can I fall in love with you? Is it okay to fall in love with you? And so like you and I were talking, um, I think it was yesterday and I was saying that there's a girl that he's in love with. And I love that he's in love with her. I love watching him fall in love. It's such a cool yes. I don't know how you do that. Remember, I used to be the most jealous woman on the planet. In Polly, there's a word called compersion. So in Urban Dictionary, it's it's called compersion, and they call it the opposite of jealousy. And it is the most 
joyful, freeing feeling you will ever feel. When you get there, you'll know you're there Mm -hmm. because it's like the love. It's going to sound really like esoteric for a second, but the love of all the universe is like flowing through you and you're so fucking happy. Okay. Because somebody you love is getting to experience that kind of love and joy and you're just so happy that they're happy. Hmm. Go back to square one. I used to be the most jealous woman in the world. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out who I was in that and understand that my relationship with Jason, while his relationship with anyone will impact our relationship because just by the nature of people, right? Now, are you friendly with her? I mean, is it something like you all hang out together? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Um, so it's not like you're being sort of alienated while he's off doing lovey-dovey things with her. You're all sort of... And that's ideal. Yes. So there are so many letters in poly. What I mean by that is you've got a V, you've got an N, you've got a quad. I mean, there's so many visual representations of what the relationships can look like. Mm-hmm. Where, like, was on the show, and at one point the three of us were in a relationship. And, really? and so she and I had our relationship. She and Jason had their relationship. Jay and I had ours, and then the three of us together. Wow. And so it was great up until the time wanted to end things with Jason. And as a byproduct of that, she broke up with me. And this was long before the podcast. Mm. So as a byproduct of that, she broke up with me. So I was part of the casualty of that. And she didn't have to break up with me, but she did not feel that she could still see me and Jason. You know what I'm saying? Because we're married. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's all of these elements of layers of bullshit that go into every relationship. It sounds very complicated. It is. I mean, it's complicated. First. It's complicated enough just to have a relationship with one person. Yes. So to bring a third in and then have it have all of these other doors. Right. Because everyone's got their shit. Everybody has their bullshit. Everybody's got their, their own insecurities. Everyone's got their fears. Everyone has this innate fear of not being good enough. Right. Sure. And so you bring all that and then you throw it in the mix. The difference between the lifestyle and poly, though, is in poly, you talk about it. In poly, you go, hang on, I'm jealous. Oh. And then everybody goes, Okay. And then what do you do about it? You allow that to just sit with it. The thing about jealousy is if you get mad, right? You're about, let's say you get mad because the hay store dumped all your hay in the yard, right? You can be mad about that and that's okay. But if you're jealous, that's something that inside, I think we've taught ourselves to be shameful about. It's like a not good, you shouldn't be jealous. You shouldn't feel this way. There's all of that shame associated with jealousy where if you just allow yourself to be jealous, shit gets, you get over that shit. I mean, cause jealousy, I feel like you're jealous of what's happening between these other two people that you're looking at. And, and that's a very, that hurts. I mean, that has a physical, at least for me, mm-hmm. that has like a physical sort of feeling to it. It hurts. But I wonder if sometimes it's also about attention. I would think that when you have three people, it would be hard to not feel, you know, suddenly you're watching these two and you're like, well, what about me? That's 100% how it happens. Is that jealousy or is that really just attention that you're not getting, you know? (laughs) Great question. Actually, really great question. So jealousy is a fear of loss. Okay. So envy is, I want what you have. Right. And jealousy is, I'm scared you're going to take what's mine. No, I'm interested. That's a good When I watch Jason with someone else, if I'm in a good space inside me, I'm so happy that they're happy. Yes, yeah. But when I'm not in a good space inside me, now I'm like, how come nobody's paying attention to me? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, that's exactly right. Everybody feels that way. And so what I love about the poly world is they talk about that shit. 
I'm having a jealous moment. Okay, let's talk about it. Well, I feel like you don't love me as much. Well, honey, I do love you. Nothing's going to change. And you just kind of, you reassure and you soften and you don't make it. What happens is with jealousy, people try not to say it and then they get into stupid fights and they want the other person to change. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Guilty Guilty party here. Don't ever kiss her again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) People just snap yourself out of those moments when... You know, sometimes are better than like anything else. Like sometimes are better than other times. But yeah. but now I really try to hold my own space with that. Like if I'm feeling jealous, before I'll say anything, I'm gonna work it out with me. Okay. I really try to work it out with me. Now if I can't, I might go, Okay, I'm having a moment. But you have to have the safety to say, I'm having a moment. It used to be when I would have a moment, Jason would feel guilty about whatever it was he was doing, and then it would cause oh. a big fight and then bullshit, bullshit, bullshit from that moment on. So now what happens when you say I have a moment? Now he says, Okay, how are you feeling? I'm jealous. What are you jealous about? Because you were Touching her foot, not mine. I'm just making some shit up, right? Right. And he's like, well, you want me to touch your foot? Yes. Okay. And I'm like, well, that doesn't fix it, so I'm still jealous. <laughs> you figure out what's going on in you, and it's always about you. People think jealousy is about the other person, but it is never about the other it's person. Not, right. Right. So it's not Jason's shit that I'm jealous. It's my shit that I'm jealous. Sure. So right. I've got to take it up with the person who can fix it. And it isn't him. <laughs> okay. oh, he can't remember that in those moments. It takes fucking practice. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that really takes some self-awareness to be able to realize that in that moment and yeah. bring it. Like, I, I love watching them have sex with other people. To me, okay. that's always been fucking hot. Okay. Have you ever watched any of your lovers have sex with anyone no. else? No. Girlfriend, no. you gotta open your doors. Me? Really? Okay. It's the hottest fucking thing ever. I want to believe you. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's, it's like better than a movie and popcorn. Okay. <laughs> what know about that no. like, so do you watch porn um well i used to not as much anymore right i do the audio porn audio porn is the best, the best <laughs> okay if you're not familiar with audio porn here's how it goes when you're having sex hit that little record button on your phone you know the one where your voice recorder is? And just let that fucker run while you're having sex then later go home put your headset on I like a blindfold. Put a blindfold on. It insulates me from the Right. And close your eyes and listen to that shit. And you can listen to the same audio porn a hundred times. It's so true. And there are also amazing websites like Literatica and Soundgasm where you can... Soundgasm? I don't know about Soundgasm. You can listen to pretty much... Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's not even sex. I'm saying it'll be a story or a fantasy. Do you like that? The story fantasy ones? It depends on the person. It depends on the voice mm-hmm. and it depends on the sound quality. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, I think they're just kind of doing it in the sink. <laughs> it sounds terrible. But then others really, you know, they've done some of these really wonderful professional and they'll take requests. You know, if you've got a, a fetish, yeah, they'll take requests. Yeah. You know, you got that thing for I don't tentacles or something. I don't know. You know, you like pick it. Uh, yeah, on Reddit, actually. Oh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so I'll put the link in our in our show notes because I think that's interesting. So I think some of our listeners might also find it interesting. Yeah. As I think about talking about sex, there's a podcast I listen to okay. called Nightly Pleasures oh. like, with a K, uh, K-N-I, okay. Nightly Pleasures. This guy does erotica and he does stories. For me, when I first start listening to his podcast, I'm like, oh, your voice. But then when he's reading the sex stuff, I'm like, oh, your voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to one and it was like, and she was there and it was faster and faster and harder <laughs> and harder. And you know, and I was like, oh, I know what they're doing. <laughs> Some of them are really, really interesting, you know, and I I think depending on 
what your mood is. And you will find men, well, depending on what you're listening to, obviously, but for me, you know, it's finding a a man's voice that's really sexy and Mm -hmm. attractive. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of information. I like to hear men moan like and breathe. And Mm -hmm. I love that shit. I find very little of it, but I'm going to try these sites you're talking about. So usually it's like the chicks moaning and stuff. And I'm like, really? It always sounds very fake to me. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. And sometimes they'll just be reading a story or, you know, acting out a story or giving instructions. Sometimes they'll have instructions on masturbating, which are, can be really hot. Having instructions on masturbating. How is that hot? Like, I don't get the hotness of that. I've seen those. So guided, it's like guided masturbation and, and edging, a little edging. You have to try that. I know you should. I should. Right. right. So, so my favorite is like to record Jason with somebody else. Okay. I'm like, that's fucking hot as shit ever. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's him, and I love the way he sounds. Is he a talker, or are you just like the moaning? I like the sounds he makes. Okay. Yeah, the moaning, the breathing, the, the sounds that I'm familiar with. And yeah. so I still find so very, like when we were talking to that couple yesterday, and she was saying that he said she loves the sound when I orgasm. Right. Because she listens to their audio porn all the time. Sure. Yeah. And so it's the same kind of a thing. And so if he's with somebody else, then that's an unfamiliar sound. And so that adds to my voyeuristic experience. Oh, yeah. I yeah. could see how he so, could tap into that. Yeah. And so, but no, I totally think that if you are going to explore sex with other people, one of the things I learned in the lifestyle though, was it forces you to communicate mm-hmm. like it or not. You're going to talk about a lot of things that other couples don't talk about. You know, well, how did it feel when she sucked your cock? <laughs> Seriously, they're right. good at it. Well, mm. yeah, she do anything that you like that I don't do. Well, she does this. Right. I watched a girl give Jason a blowjob one time, and I had to say, what are you doing? Because that's hot. Like, I, <laughs> I had never seen anybody do that before. She did a hand thing, and it was like, what is that? Right. <laughs> I'm like, Jay, how's that feel? That's good. Like, what did she me how to do that? Yeah, I need to learn that. I need to learn that. <laughs> and that's the other part of it is you have to be willing to be teachable and not have this whole thing of one of the things about Polly is the idea of the many loves. So if you come from that perspective, then you understand that even if Jason can like this girl, I'd mentioned that he's in love with, he can love her with his whole heart. That doesn't mean he doesn't have a whole heart for me. And I don't think most people understand that the idea that you have four children and you love all four children. Yes. You love them differently. Maybe you have a favorite. Sure. You have 15 friends. You love all 15 friends. Maybe you have a favorite but it doesn't mean you don't love the other ones. And the idea that you're only supposed to love one person forever and ever, and no matter how badly they behave, no matter how much you grow or they don't, or they grow or you don't, or you come into a space of you like each other well enough and you want to stay married, but maybe the the passion is gone, or maybe the passion is strong, but you're not really sinking outside the bedroom, whatever it is, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. It takes a village to raise a Mm grown-up. So the more that we talk about this, the more I feel like it's really kind of a removal of your ego. I believe egos are good. Like, I don't think they're bad. A lot of people feel like they're bad. Okay. I feel like nothing in me is bad. Right. And so egos are like cholesterol. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They are. Okay, look, I make up my Shawnee isms as I go. Egos are like cholesterol. Do you have good cholesterol and bad cholesterol? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so your bad cholesterol really isn't bad. When you have surgery, your LDLs spike and run to the site of the infection because they're sticky. So they have a function. Mm-hmm. When you overindulge is when it becomes quote unquote bad cholesterol. 
the same thing is true about your ego. Right. Your ego is what gave you bravery as a kid. It's what made you stand up in front of the class. And so mm-hmm. when you quote unquote overindulge is when it becomes bad. Okay. Right? So, so jealousy is sort of a manifestation of an overindulged ego. Interesting. Yeah. That's a great way to put it because yeah, yeah your ego gets in your way. I named my ego. And I think, oh. I think everybody should name their ego okay. because then it gives you some nice separation. Okay. Like sometimes you'll hear me talk about my mom and I'll call her Debbie because when she was kooky, she was Debbie. And when I, she wasn't, she was my mom. Okay. <laughs> right? So my ego's name is Sabrina. Okay. So every now and then. So witchy. Right. I know. I always thought, I always thought she was pretty, but bitchy. <laughs> That's how I came up with her name. But when, so when Sabrina steps in, it's like somebody has said something and she's going to she sit down and tell me, I got this. And she stands up and I go, no, no, no. And, but she takes control of the mouse and says shit that she shouldn't say. I think we all have, and we talked about this a few days ago, where, you know, we all have these other parts of us that step in when we, when we need them to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they step in when we, when we don't need them. Right. right. When Sabrina says, sit down, I got this. I'm kind of like sometimes going, okay. <laughs> and then out my mouth she flies. <laughs> I think that Polly is, um, I think that it's coming. Lifestyle was 1960s and there's still so many people. But now when I think back to lifestyle ads, profiles is a better word, I guess. And what they would say is we wish we could find someone to have fun with in and out of the bedroom. Like they all said that. And when I look back on that, I think, you know what? You don't even know. Like I didn't know. I used to, our profile said the same shit. There's no judging. We used to, we'd never have any problems. Jason and I never argue. We're terrific. And fucking A, I would lose my shit. Right. 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 But wanting someone to have fun with inside and outside the bedroom says, I want a relationship. Because isn't that what a lover is? Someone you have fun with inside and outside the bedroom? For sure. Okay. So that's what people want, but at least in the lifestyle, they don't necessarily use those words. Okay. To put it in perspective, you're the single girl. Jay and I are married. The three of us have sex. And the expectation in the lifestyle is that you don't contact Jason. Right. You want to talk to somebody, you talk to me. That's kind of the quote unquote expectation. For sure. But what if you're not interested in me? That's a lifestyle problem, if you will. But... In poly, like both. I mean, right? You know, I could see that being kind of like. I mean, it's just. What if you like him more than you like me? And I'm insecure, and now I'm stupid, and now I'm not letting you and he have this wonderful relationship that you guys could have that has nothing to do with me, but could be really satisfying for both of you. Because you bring something in this case, like we're using this example of me and Jason. You would bring something to Jason's table that I can't bring. Mm -hmm. I can never bring. There's nothing in me that could ever bring what you bring. Period. Mm -hmm. And so. Why would I deny him the opportunity and the experience of that? So do poly relationships usually have a third person that's brought in and then it sort of eventually fades out or they're actually poly people who get married. Really? Yes. And like I said, poly is so funny. They have their own language. You have, you know, you have your, you have um, your triad, which is like the three people or sometimes they call it. I've I've met people that are in a triad. They call themselves a thruple. <laughs> Stop it. Like something from Harry Potter. I swear to God, it's called the thruple. Okay, they have, they have, wait, it's bad. They have the polycule. I can't even make this shit up. No. All right, so now here we are. It's you and me and Jason because this was our original triad. Let's say I get a boyfriend. Okay. okay. But you're not sleeping with my boyfriend. Oh my gosh, this is so. Now bad. we have a polycule. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. And sometimes you're polysaturated, meaning you have too many people and too many partners. You're polysaturated. Oh, wow. That was the funniest term I'd ever heard. Interesting. It's a lot of moving parts. It is a lot of moving parts, but there is also a lot of fun sex in those moving parts. Right. Because you get to have first kisses. You get to have hot sex with somebody you love. If Jason and I had been in a space where 
I could have had a boyfriend in the traditional poly sense now. How wonderful would that have been for me? Mm-hmm. Right? That I could be in love with Brad and have what Brad and I had and be in love with Jason and have what Jason and I have. And if I want to have a threesome and I want to have two guys, I have two men I'm in love with. Are you kidding right. me? Oh my gosh, right. I know it's not going to be. Right. Now it's not the guy I'm in love with and some random dude. I have two men I love right. that love me. Right. Oh, that's nice. See? Yeah. And yeah. you have the safety of that. You have the safety of that. Which, which is, is really lovely. Yes. yes. I had orgasms with Brad because I was safe with Brad. And I have orgasms with Jason because I'm safe with Jason. Oh, my God. If I could have had the two of them together. Wow. Right. Alternate. Alternate fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we could go on about this forever. But so are you ready to get in a poly relationship, Monica? I'm going to think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of the things that we want to make sure you know as you always kind of wrap up a little bit is if you're going to be in a lifestyle relationship, oh, number one rule, don't fucking lie. No. Oh, well, that's a good rule to have anyway. Right. Right. Honor your agreements and make your rules really solid and strong. But I'm a firm believer in letting people be people. And that's hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Let them do them. And I don't want anybody telling me what to do. So is it my place to tell anyone else? Mm-hmm. So Holly really respects that. Makes sense. It makes sense to me. You're like it makes sense to me. You're like it'd be like, oh, I don't know about this. Well, I don't know if I could do it. I really, you know, it would scare you. That's a good question. What part of it would scare you? You don't know if you could do it. What don't you know if you could do? I think my own insecurities. You know, of losing that person to someone else. Like you know, like I think you're some of your jealousy issues. You know, not being enough or someone who was more attractive in some way or, you know, had bigger boobs or, you know, cause we do compare ourselves. I think as women, we wake up and, you know, we go to the grocery store and you look at the magazines and we're constantly compare. I know I am. And I'm like, oh, you know, you're, you're a model woman. So yeah, I'm constantly comparing myself. About that. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, uh, but you were a model. I don't know if we told anyone earlier and that's an important distinction. You as a former model still feel that way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I you think that's because you're a model. No, I just think it's it's part of being a woman and even being tall and and thin. I think I'm always looking at other women and comparing myself to you know comparison. There's a quote: "As a comparison is the death killer." Joy. Joy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's true. But I think we do it anyway. I was in a recent situation where I was dating someone who had an ex that I was constantly comparing myself to, and it really did a number on my self-confidence, my sex life. It definitely did. Yeah. I was so insecure. Even while we were having sex, I would be comparing myself to her. Like, is this what she would do? What could you have taken what he was saying and made it turn you on? You know, maybe if it had been done in a way, which was like, she turned me on when she did this, but you turn me on when you do this. I basically took everything that he was telling me about her and I made myself lesser. Ooh, that's not safe. No, don't do that shit. Right? You know, it was really unhealthy for me. And I learned a lot. I think that that insecurity, you know, getting back to, I think your original question would be, you know, the fear of sharing my man with someone and then, yeah, I, I would be a danger to myself. So, okay. <laughs> danger to me. So it's interesting because, um, the reason people go in the lifestyle, and this is what they will all say, when you'll see when we go to the sex club and we sit, and we'll, we'll, go, we'll walk around and talk to people. I and hope we do. We have a sex podcast means everybody's going to want to talk to us. Okay. <laughs> a, we'll talk, and B, we have a sex podcast, which means everybody's going to talk to us, except they're all going to want anonymity. FYI. Right. Of course. Okay. So, so, and of course, we'll give you that, rookies. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things they talk about is 
if you can talk about having sex with someone else with your partner, what can't you talk about? Mm-hmm. And just removes the need, quote unquote, removes the need to cheat. It removes the need to lie. Mm-hmm. And so poly is the same kind of a, of, a, of a premise. It removes the need to cheat. It removes the need to lie. People cheat. Yeah. yeah. So having a quote unquote monogamous relationship doesn't, doesn't mean that your partner is going to honor that. And I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not blaming anyone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that a monogamous relationship is in just as much danger of someone leaving as a lifestyle relationship or poly relationship. Mm-hmm. Not more so, though, because of one of the things they, and they talk about, my dad had affairs, right? So one of the things they talk about is that, in that uh, dopamine rush of getting caught is one of the mm-hmm. attractive features for cheaters, if you will. Mm-hmm. So... In my mind, monogamy is less safe, if that makes any sense. I can certainly understand what you're saying. And I would honestly have to kind of process some of, you know, what you're saying. It's an interesting way of having to look at things, right? It's like a totally different perspective. For me, I think I feel like you're right. You can't control what someone is going to do, mm-hmm. right? I right. can't you can rob a bank tomorrow. I can't control that. And I can only control how I feel about it. Right. right. And so, you know, that makes sense. But my deal I think would be like maybe I'm just really selfish and I don't want to share the person that's totally yeah, yeah. maybe every more that we're talking about it and just as as I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it you know maybe it's more that that you know there is a little bit of that fear sprinkled in of losing that person but you know if I'm sharing you with someone and then you're going to go off and be with that person you don't get me too why not I don't know because I'm a selfish bit <laughs> you're not allowed to do that I think they're bicycle people okay who are like just two people chugging on down the road, riding on a little bicycle, and we're doing great. And then I think there are tricycle people. Okay. So people who are tricycle people keep falling over unless they've got that third to balance. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. So their little bicycle keeps going tip over, tip over, tip over. Right. And then when there's a third, it's this nice, soft, easy balance. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I've never done it. Like, I'll try anything twice. <laughs> <laughs> And take fucking photos. <laughs> Hold over from last season, right? I've never had a relationship like that. So, you know, maybe it would be something that I would be interested in. And maybe this journey that I'm on right now, that will present itself. And and I'm, I will maybe I have to know. Fall with anybody I want. That's fantastic. I didn't know how I would feel watching Jason fall in love. I love when you were talking about that first kiss because the guy that I was with for seven years, I loved him so much. I still do. But we definitely, I think, especially towards the end of our relationship, that was what I would fantasize about mm-hmm. is that first kiss with someone. And I never, ever, ever would cheat on him. I never wanted to cheat on him. But I would definitely have moments where I would sort of be out and I would see a guy and I would just have this movie playing in my head, right? Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't sleeping with a guy. I was, kissing, I was just kissing him. Mm-hmm. And I wish that you could hit a reset button with the partner that you're with and like wipe your memory and have first kisses with them again. Okay. okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I forgot like the most important part of Polly. Oh, oh God. Sorry. <laughs> Polly people. <laughs> it's called NRE. 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 Like, okay. and it stands for new relationship energy. Oh, so when it's the same thing in the lifestyle, but they don't have the language for it. Right. Okay. So when I said earlier that when Jason would be with somebody, we'd come home and we'd have the best sex or if I was some, right. Okay. Because there's that new energy and, yeah. NRE is that stupid thing you do when you first meet your this boy that you're going to date and you're like, oh my God, he's so cute. And did you see his pictures? And then you're doing all that dumb shit and you're having first kisses and you talk on the phone all the time and you text. All that crazy stupid shit is called NRE. Mm-hmm. 
if you're lucky and if you're smart, you take that energy, if you're in a couple, you take that energy and you leverage it. In other words, when Jason has NRA with another girl, if he's smart, he leverages it and he brings it to our relationship too. But how? It's a conscious thing, right? So I was in a relationship with Brad and it felt really good. And so instead of coming home and thinking, oh, I have to be Jason, I would take that energy that I had with Brad and I would bring it home. And then, you know, Jay and I are very big talkers in bed. And so, you know, he would say, what'd you do? And I would tell him the details and that added to our passion. Interesting. And there's something about when one of your partners is seeing someone else, that makes you a little more attentive. Oh, that's true. Right? right? I mean, think about it. And so... NRE, it's dangerous for couples. It's dangerous in relationships because if your partner isn't smart and they spend all of their NRE energy with their new partner and they neglect their old partners, that's bad. You alienate the person who's been there and shown up for you. Don't fucking do that. But if you can and you can leverage it and you can make it sexy with, I don't care if you have 20 partners and you got one brand new one, take that one brand new one's partner energy and like spread that shit, sprinkle that shit on everybody Hmm. and bring it into your hobbies and bring it into your art and bring it into your whatever mm-hmm. because just to kind of keep that momentum going it's just biology and chemicals but fucking a maximize on it right right but biology and chemicals like we're, our brains are flooded all this dopamine serotonin all that shit so fucking a don't just use it on the new person use it on the people in there use it on you when you say that seven years that's what it gives you mm-hmm. like i think that one of the reasons that jason and i have had in our yeah. worst of times we still had the best sex and I'm convinced it's because we kept NRE alive our entire marriage. Because mm-hmm. we've always been lifestylers or we've always had another relationship or something's always going on where we have the opportunity to have that with each other. Because mm-hmm. when he's got a girlfriend, like I want to chase him around the house. <laughs> right. But if he doesn't have a girlfriend or he doesn't have a girl he's chasing, he doesn't bring that energy either. Like he brings that energy of like when he's texting with a girl, he's got this really cool sexy energy that emits from him. Right, right. And I just eat that with a fork. Mm-hmm. Especially. I just want to miss any of that shit. <laughs> but, and the same thing is true as when I'm talking to somebody. You know, he's like, he's like, so how's it going with your bumble guy? And I'm like, you know, it's fine. We're chatting about this. And he's like, oh, okay, that's hot. And, and then that adds something to us. It's interesting. Which, which is different than if you're cheating and you have all this NRE that you can't share. Right, right. But it's just, you have to make a decision that you're willing to go in that space. And it certainly is about you and you. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll be interesting because I'm getting a boyfriend. I've decided I'm getting a boyfriend. Oh, when did you make this decision? I really made the decision probably about three weeks to a month ago. I thought, okay, I want a boyfriend. I haven't had Does a boyfriend in a long time. He doesn't know this. Well, he does now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows, knows. I've actually got a date tomorrow night. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah. I want a boyfriend because I want some NRE. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I've watched him with this girl that he sees occasionally and the NRE every single time. I'm like, I want some of that. So I was having a jealous moment. And I did. I said, I'm jealous. Jason, babe, what are you jealous? I'm like, I want NRE. Like, I didn't care what they were doing. I just, I want that. I want that. I want some of that. And so how often do they see each other? Not often enough. Why is that? Because she has to figure out who she is. And once she figures out who she is, they'll be off and running that she's got to get her shit together so they can get their shit together. And that is not my relationship to get involved in. Okay, okay. So, that, you know, used to be, I used to want to put my fingers in that shit and try to help that. No, it's not my business. <laughs> okay. So we, we should probably wrap this up. All right. All right. So as we get out of here today, and since Monica doesn't have a sign off yet, I'm going to do it all by myself. But next, but next time Monica's going to have hers ready. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. All right. So I think I want to change it up 
because one of the things that has always guided my life is put in my emails and it says, hold on, I know it. If you live your life based on what other people think or say, you make really fucking boring decisions. So I'm going to encourage you to make no boring decisions. Keep tuning into the two wild orchids so we can stay tuned in and stay turned on. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> 